Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 134 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So happy that you're here with me. Today, I'm talking to Ella Barnard, who is just a delightful creature. And we talk about how to make fans one by one. So you'll want to stay and listen for that. In a personal update, this is going to be a very short short personal update. Um, I feel like I'm getting a lot of good stuff done, but at the same time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just one of those days where I keep picking up balls that I have dropped, you know, one after another. There's just, I'm, I'm sitting in a ball pit, basically. Um, and these are all the ones that I've dropped. So I'm, I'm picking them up as quickly as I can while trying to maintain some equanimity, um, which is my favorite feeling, I think, uh, in order to make up for this short intro, if you want to hear one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had with Jay Thorne, go listen to this week's episode of The Writer's Well. Um, it was a doozy. He threw a doozy question at me basically about the fe- what's the feeling you don't want to feel. So um, the feeling I do want to feel is equanimity, and I do have some of that even though I'm sitting around all these drop balls, which is fine. Um, writing is going well, just not enough of it. Marketing is going well, just not enough of it. And you know what is going well, though, is swimming. I'm taking swimming lessons. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but it is just so wonderful to be using my body in this really new and very strange way. Um it's crazy. I've always thrashed through the water. I can do freestyle. I can do, you know, basically all the strokes that I learned when I was five or six. So I do them the way I was taught, which was not by a swimmer. I'm sure it was my mom or my dad. And it's all wrong. And when you, you know, it gets you to land. That's awesome. That's why I had to know how to swim. But um, now learning actually how to do it properly and how to move through the water with economy and grace while breathing while prioritizing air getting to your muscles. It's just something super beautiful and very not graceful right now. I am failing and flailing in all the ways. I'm not drowning. So that's good. That's really all I need to avoid. Um, But it's really nice to put myself back to beginner's mind and realize I know nothing about this. And it's, it's real fun when you don't know much the learning curve is steep and you can see that progression. Sometimes when you know a lot about something, you are on that plateau. Hopefully you're always getting a little bit better, but you can't really feel it. When you learn something new, it's super exciting. So if in writing, you are thinking about learning something new, taking a craft class or a workshop or a salon or going to a conference or meeting a new group of writers or trying a new genre that you've never written before, a new form of writing, trying poetry or trying a short story, do it. It's so pleasurable for the brain and the body to be doing something so brand new. So I would encourage you to step out on that ledge, my friend, and try something new this week. I would love to hear about it. If you do, you can always hit me up on Twitter or at howdoyouwrite.net. Um, very quickly, I'd love to thank my new patrons, uh, Pranathi K. Thank you, Pranathi. And Amy Tasakata, um, 
Amy, I know you did that so you would get the video and it was so fun to send that to you. So um, new patrons always get a little video from me. And Claire Chandler upped her pet pledge to um, to a higher level. And it is so nice when people do that. I don't know why you do it. I don't know what makes you do it. Um, it just makes me feel wonderful as if you believe in me. Thanks, of course, go to all my current patrons and um, the fact that you pledge and that you get those essays means the world to me and I write those essays for you. So let's get on to the show. I hope that everything in your world is going swimmingly and please write and tell me about anything that's happening with you writing wise. I'd love to hear. All right, my friends, we'll chat soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Okay, well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show Ella Barnard. Hello, Ella. How are you? Hello, Rachel. Yay. I'm awesome. Yay. <laughs> so happy to have you. A little introduction for you. Ella Barnard works with writers who are ready to become authors. She is the host of the Author Like a Boss podcast, which is awesome, y'all, and owns the Author Boss Academy. She enjoys helping people write a great story, find their ideal readers, build their author brand, and publish their books. Her superpower is doing all that in a way that is practical, effective, and fun. I love that. You have like this mission statement in your bio right there. Yeah. Which is so yeah. cool. How did you get into this whole business? Oh, my. <laughs> well, I love books. <laughs> That's a good, you know, some people in this business don't, which is weird. Yeah. But, yeah. When I was growing up, I was like, how can I make a living reading? <laughs> You know, like, how do you do that? And I didn't go, I didn't go like editor or something like that didn't come into my mind because I was like, no, I just want to have fun doing it. Um, yeah, and editing then, is hard. Yeah, that's not the same. And then, um, and then, and then I did what a lot of people do, which was do something else entirely, <laughs> like become a teacher and then become an administrative assistant and not to do the thing that I felt passionate about. Um, and so then I, then I, you know, as I got into my late twenties, I was like, I don't want to spend 40 hours a week doing something that I don't like. Like, that's a lot of waking time <laughs> to be doing something that you yeah. don't like. And so I started reading books. <laughs> I started reading books about, you know, starting your own business or doing what you love instead of just doing what you have to do. And a lot of the advice that people give um, when you're trying to start a business is what do people ask you about? Mm -hmm. Like, what do people come to you for? And it's like, what do people come to me for? Because like, like, let's say, you know, a lot about knitting or something. And people are always asking like, oh, how did you knit that? And they're always asking you for patterns or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's, that's your thing that you should then go start something about. And so I was like, what is my thing? I didn't have a thing that I could think of. It took me years to realize that what people come to me about is like getting cheered up, yeah. <laughs> getting cheered up and having like practical, like, well, why don't you try doing this with a good feeling? Yeah. I think you <laughs> and I really have that in common because that's yeah. kind of my mission statement too, is to like, I'm the best cheerleader in the world. And yeah. I, you know, it's so fun, I but it's, it's hard to, 
come to that as a realization as a thing that that you're good at yes. you know it's hard because i was like that's what that's the common thing is people are like oh it's so good to hear your voice that's what people would say but it wasn't like you know can you please help me with this project it right, was right, oh right. it's so good to hear your voice <laughs> and so it took me a long time to figure out and then i was like okay now that i have that what do I want to do with that? Because it's not, it's a very nebulous. It's not like people have a need and they're going to willing to pay you for that. So then we go back to books <laughs> where I'm like a really passionate reader. <laughs> I love reading on um, my Kindle, you know, analytics or whatever that they gave me last year. I read 363 books last year. Uh huh. <gasps> on Kindle only. That doesn't count rereads. That doesn't count physical books. Like I am a reader. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> awesome. Because that's what I do instead of watching TV yeah. or movies or anything. It's like my go-to is reading. Yeah. And so, um, so all of that combined to be like, okay, I love helping people. I love cheerleading people. I love books. I love creative people. I love especially women because I did the thing where I wasn't doing what I loved. Yeah. And yeah. I know there's a lot of women out there who aren't doing what they love yeah. who really want to be writing. Yeah. How do you and tie all of this into your own writing though? Let's pivot it around. I know. Pivot to my to, writing. To process. And like how – Yeah. What's your writing process? How do you get it done? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So my writing process is right now I write more nonfiction than fiction. Mm -hmm. Because I'm helping people with their writing. And so mine is I have a few things. There's like a, a couple of steps, which is first, I get a big notebook that has no lines. Ooh. Like it's, it's, there's no lines in this notebook. Yeah. And so then I just start um, picking topics and mind mapping, you know, just brainstorm mind map. Because mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, like for my first book, let's start marking your book. And I've learned all these things. I've asked people all these questions. What's your biggest challenge around marketing? And so then I have, like, my head is full. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have all these things. And so I just start writing them down, you know. And, and obviously, like, when you're brainstorming, you get more ideas. You're right. like, oh, plus that, plus that, plus that. Then I take that because just the process of writing everything down kind of makes it a little more cohesive in my mind because mm -hmm. I'm like oh it's not in my head now it's on this paper and even though it's all jumbled up it's still separate from my mental space right <laughs> right sometimes oh. though the jumble on the page like the whole mind mapping thing sometimes the jumble itself can give me anxiety I need to mm. I need to work with that because <laughs> it's so That's messy my second step okay my second step after the jumble is I get three by five cards mm-hmm I get three by five cards and I write down all the major ideas from my jumble. <laughs> and I'm like, here's all these ideas I had. I put them all on three by five cards and then I put the ones that go together together. Nice. So I end up with like 50. Yeah. You know, 50 three by five cards. And then I'm like, okay, these go together. These five go together. These six go together. This one. So that turns into your outline in a way. And then yeah. when and where do you actually do the writing? Then I, then I come to my computer. Nope. Nope. Then. <laughs> There's a step in between. Nope. <laughs> I don't come to my computer. I do better with the first, when I start writing in a notebook, than writing on a computer. 
So there's something, and maybe it's because I started journaling like when I was mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. And so there's something really easy for me to come to a notebook and just start writing and there's a flow. And I know there's, I'm sure there's been scientific things. I'm sure I've read things that they're like, yeah, it's a different kind of creativity when you're writing by hand. I've read the same things and I can't quite remind, yeah, remember them, remember. but, but it's something about the kinesthetic connection between brain and yes. body, um, which we yeah. also do have by, by using our fingertips to, to type, but the, the hand motion is a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're very scientific about There's a reference somewhere that we... You, <laughs> we're both referencing. This isn't just from us yeah. making it up. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not a thing, but I'm pretty sure it is because it works for me. <laughs> and it works so, for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I start like on the topics that I've narrowed, you know, I've brainstormed. Then I start kind of like paragraph on each one, kind of getting idea of, well, well, on this specific topic, what do I, what angle do I want to come at it from? You know, and, and I hand write it and there's something about the hand writing. I think actually that like, because when I journal, when I go to journal, I'm going to, usually I'm going there to like reference my higher self. Ooh, I really <laughs> like, like that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really woo woo. And so when I go to journal, I'm like, this is the best way for me to, to reference or access my higher, better self. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and I hadn't ever thought about this before we were talking, but it makes that I'm, now I'm like, yeah, this is what happens is when I go and hand write something about that, because that's my go-to for referencing my higher self. I get that. How, you know, I'm like, how do I want to come at this? And I, that's it's, super it's, interesting. You've yeah. already primed the pump. Like when you yes. know that when you pick up the pen and start writing, it's serious. It's real. Yes. Oh, so then, yeah. Yeah. So then I take the, that, so then it's a, the slightly more detailed outline because it's just paragraphs on each mm-hmm. topic. But then I'm able to take that and sit down and be like, okay, here we go. And what I've done is I have, um, I have like a, a nonfiction book template kind of. So I have certain things that I like to put in all the books. I like to put in like the myths of, mm-hmm. especially around marketing. There's all these myths around marketing and misunderstandings. And so I liked it. So I, in each book, I have like a myths about this, like making a website isn't that hard. So I have the myths of, sec- <laughs> myths of section. I have, you know, all these sections that I can then take my ideas and put them in there's always a mindset section because even though that's not what people really want to read. <laughs> it's important though. It's important yeah. though. So yeah, so I take my ideas and I put them into my kind of my template that I, that I hope think addresses things that people need. So like the first third of all my books are, are like priming you yeah. <laughs> for the action steps in the second third of the book. <laughs> you know, it's like, priming you so that when you get to the action steps you're like yeah I can do this and so that's uh so I take all that and I put it in nonfiction is hard though because you have to I have to think about the person who's reading it and write it so that they can walk away knowing more mm-hmm. yeah I like have, I have found the same difficulty <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like I understand it and I have to make sure it's written in a way that anybody that reads it understands it. And that's different than 
in a different way because you can entertain people like not fiction. When I write, I might not, I might not get, you know, I might not have the best description and people might not be able to perfectly visualize whatever it is that I'm talking about, but they'll still get the gist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get still gist. <laughs> Whereas nonfiction, when you're trying to teach somebody something, if they don't get the gist, then they're not going to get it. <laughs> That's the whole point of what your book is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I have a harder time with nonfiction, but I also, this is what I love to do. So and you're following you your go. passion. You're following your bliss. What is your biggest challenge then when it comes to writing? Um, hmm. My biggest challenge when it comes to writing is being natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not putting on my I'm officially writing hat. <laughs> you know, where the Yeah, how do you how do you make that happen? Well that's um well I edit. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a revision <laughs> thing? Yeah, I do it in yeah. revisions because I can go back later and be like, that's kind of boring or that's kind of stilted. Like it does not. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I go back and I add some voice. Um, not too much because my editor, I have somebody who edits. I, t- I send it to somebody to edit. And she that's where I learned that I say really. <laughs> like I use the word really a lot. Really, my, really a lot in my books. Mine is actually. <laughs> so, I always use yeah, actually. Yes. And so I've learned that now. I'm like, oh, you don't have to say really. Like people will just know because you're saying it as a but sentence. it's important. Right, right. <laughs> in the book. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on the flip side then, what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Oh, man. My biggest joy. And isn't I don't know if this isn't the lots of people's biggest joy is the response when people especially like especially around marketing a book yeah yeah i see so many people all the time who come to me like i don't know how to market (laughs) and they're terrified of it and i get it too and then after they have read the book they are like oh i can do this this is doable and that makes me that's such a nice response. Well, I'm going to use you selfishly for a minute then, because I know how to market. I know how to do all the things. Um, and I don't want to. <laughs> What's your advice to me on that? I have made, um, I have made a pact with a friend. We spent, we're, we're spending as of the last couple of weeks, a 30 minutes a day marketing in the afternoon. And then we tell each other what we're doing. So we have this accountability. And that has actually been making me do it. Do you have any other tips? Ooh, yeah. I just hate doing it. Yeah, well, it depends on what you hate about it. All of it. <laughs> Literally all of it. <laughs> okay. My tips are, gen- for you and for most people, is um, if you can do it, if you can do part of your marketing is one-on-one, like personal interactions marketing. Okay, so let's That's- use this as your craft tip, because I was just going to ask about a craft tip. Okay. Um, this sounds great. What do you mean by that? Okay. Now you're scaring me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like one on one. You find somebody and you're like, hi, I've been stalking you. No. <laughs> it works really well and you don't have to spend that much kind money of. in jail. So <laughs> you're saving yes. money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So this is what I have, how I've seen people go from ah, marketing to actually I like marketing. So a lot of marketing these days, especially if you're doing organic marketing and not you're not paying for it, yeah. a lot of it happens on social media. And so, um, especially for genre fiction, 
what I recommend people do is join Facebook groups around either your genre and it has to be readers. Everybody it has to be reader groups, not writer groups, mm-hmm. because a lot of people join Facebook groups for writers mm-hmm. in their genre, which is fine. You should be in those, but only the tiniest percentage of writers or of readers are also writers. Right. So if you only join writer groups, you're really limiting your audience. So join reader groups around your genre. Go into the group and ask, what is your favorite fantasy book? And you can get a little more specific if you want to, if you want to aim towards people, but not too specific. So like you say, Hey, everybody, I need recommendations. What is your favorite dragon fantasy book? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody loves to get to like be the hero and the expert. They're like, she needs recommendations on dragon fantasies. <laughs> I know my favorites. <laughs> right. Right. And people start being, they want to be the expert. And so, um, connecting with people around a topic that you both love, because if you're writing dragon fantasy and they love dragon fantasy and you, if you weren't, I hope if you're writing dragon fantasy that you love it. Right. right? Let's assume that. <laughs> Let's yeah. assume that whatever you're writing, you love. So then you're just talking to people about the topic of your book <laughs> that you love. You're not necessarily talking specifically about your book yet, but within a very short like back and forth with somebody. So once they say what their favorite book is, you're like, oh, what did you love about it? You re- you respond with another question. Say, what did you love about it? Or, oh, or if you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Why? Who is your favorite character or whatever? And you go back and forth a little bit. And eventually you can, be like, you can very naturally and easily say, oh, yeah, well, part of the reason I'm, I'm looking for recommendations is because I'm writing my own book. <laughs> and I'm looking for, you know, reference stuff or whatever. So you're not saying to do the cheesy hard sell, though. Like you liked Anne McCaffrey. You're going to love my book. Here's the byline. Tell me how that goes. Leave a review. Yeah. You just say, oh, yeah, I've got a book out. You know, I'm writing a book right now. And most readers really like authors. (laughs) That's fabulous, too. Yeah, because you're being transparent. You're telling the truth. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a writer. I write books about this. And now I'm thinking about my third book or whatever. Yes. And then they'll go investigate you. And yeah. I, I like it as long as you, as long as people are being authentic with it. You yes. Know? Authentic with it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I've seen in Goodreads, sometimes that goes a little bit sideways because Goodreads is, is, they can get a little slap happy over there. <laughs> no yeah. writers in this group. You know, I've seen the right. writer groups that say Well, that. because... But. Because so many writers aren't doing it in a way that's natural. Yeah. And here's the thing when you and it, you think, oh, you know, how many conversations? Because I thought about this recently. I'm like, I know a lot of resistance comes to like how much time that it would take to one on one interact with people. But let's say you do 30 minutes a day and each day you meet one person. Mm-hmm. And you have even if you did all of that 30 minutes with one person or let's say you have 30 minutes a day of marketing, you do 20 minutes on other marketing stuff and 10 minutes mm-hmm. with one person chatting right? Chatting, and then at the end they're like well how do I know when your book's going to come out and you're like you can sign up to my newsletter and if you do that you'll get an email when my book comes out <laughs> yeah and then do that every day yeah you no know, you have that one-on-one interaction every day and in a month you have 30 people who you have one-on-one interacted with 
And because you've done that, they really care about you. And they might be readers who are not used to dealing with us writers. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nico Case famously said, you know, like, how did how did she get famous? And she just said one fan at a time. And I've always mm-hmm. had that attitude about like meeting people that, you know, whoever listens to me or meets me, I want them to like me on a one on one basis because we had a connection because we spent yes. time together. And I really I really like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I might give five minutes of my time trying. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not even willing to give 10 yet, but maybe, maybe yeah. five of my 30 minutes. Yeah. It makes it more fun when they're real people. That's yeah. what makes it fun is you're like, Oh, it's not just the void. And if you're it's really the- getting recommendations for a dragon shifter book that you haven't yeah. read and yet now you're excited to read too. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What a good tip. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So what is the thing in writing that you are most excited to talk about when, you know, you get together with a group of writing friends? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What I really like to talk about is people finishing their books. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Because it feels I like so the one good. Book out. <laughs> I'm so excited for your book. When's it coming out? Because I read 363 books last year. <laughs> you know, I'm like, so when's your book going to be done? You know, <laughs> and I'm like that too, you know, for my own self. I'm like, okay, I've said I'm going to be writing. When is my book coming done? But that's like, right. Yeah. Finished books. Okay. Really so this, exciting. this next question is going to be really hard for you then. Um, what is the best book you've read recently? <laughs> and why did you love it? Does anything spring to mind out of all of those books? Oh my gosh. There's so many books. Um, What's your top one? Oh, man. Okay, there's a couple. Just one? Oh, you can give me two. Okay. <laughs> I reread the Anne Bishop Black Jewels trilogy recently, and I remembered why I love it so much. What, and I'm what like, genre oh. is it? It's dark fantasy. Okay. Um, It's just beautiful world building. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about that. But recently, especially with indie authors, there's a lot that I enjoy, but one that I really, really enjoy is... Um, T.S. Joyce. Okay. And she writes like bear shifter, dragon shifter. She writes shift, shifter uh-huh. books. And the reason I love her books is because she puts humor into them really well. And not everybody can write humor very well. Yeah. So they're romantic, but they're also funny. Ooh. And I really like <laughs> having a little bit of funny. And I had like a really conservative upbringing and I still kind of live that way, even though I'm not as conservative anymore. And she always has like these crazy things that are happening. And I'm like, I know people that have those lives. Like they always have some kind of crazy thing and it's not a bad crazy. It's just like, and then I got stuck into the, then I got locked into the bathroom at the gym (laughs) (laughs) and it was a kickboxing gym where it was only dudes (laughs) no shirts on were able to try and get me out of the women's locker, the women's bathroom. And I'm like, how does that happen to you? And it's like stuff like that all the time. And that's what her books are full of. Are oh, I love like the wacky that. hijinks. Love yes. wacky hijinks. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I, have a... I really like her books because she includes that. And that's not where my mind goes naturally. And so I'm like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> oh, I have a student and friend who is writing a shifter book with a lot of humor. I'm going to have to recommend that to her too. T.S. Joyce. It's very easy to remember. T.S. Eliot. James Joyce, yeah, match up, match up. Sons of the Sons of, as you know, Sons right. of that. Right. He has like three or four books in that series. Those ones are funny. Okay, Gosh, excellent. So funny. Oh, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. So, what about you? What would you like to plug now? Tell us about what's your most recent book out. Where can we find you? All of that. Okay. Well, I would say 
you know, I wrote my mostly nonfiction. Sorry, guys. That's not something you very for. That's like, awesome. Um, it's like, if you want to learn how to do this thing. But um, at my website, authorlikeaboss.com, you can actually get the Start Marketing Your Book for free if you sign up to the newsletter. Nice. So and it's sale on Amazon, or you can get it free on my website. And your podcast, Author Like a Boss, you've just had some awesome, yeah. awesome people on there. Um, and you had me. So that's, yes. yeah, you had awesome and then Rachel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I knew you were going to be awesome before we even talked because I was like, I love her. <laughs> and I told you this before we started recording the last time. And it's exactly. <laughs> and that's one of these, the joys of this business is meeting new people, new friends, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yay. All right. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a treat and a delight. And, you know, let's get together in IRL someday. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Next time I'm in the Bay Area. Sounds good. Look me up. All right, Ella. Thank you so much and happy writing. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.